It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about right brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try right brand bacon. That's called right brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We'll check in with the Michigan Wolverines. Fife and Drum Bugle Corps. I don't know what that lineup's going to look like against Ohio State and what is the future of Jim Harbaugh and is it in any way, shape, or form tied to the outcome? of Saturday's game against Ohio State. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Spent a lot of time talking about the two games last night. Pittsburgh loses to Washington. Alex Smith now 3-1 and one this season, and the Bills behind Josh Allen handle the 49ers 34-24. Cowboys-Ravens coming up tonight. Ravens, eight-point favorites. I love a good headline. And I think we all do. I mean, it's meant to grab you, so you'll click on an article. And this one, I clicked on. UNLV quarterback Max Gilliam apologizes for eating sushi off a model during an episode of Below Deck. (laughs) Okay, you got me. I don't know who Max Gilliam is. I don't know about Below Deck, but eating sushi off a model during an episode? All right. The UNL quarterback, UNLV quarterback, he apologized for uh, appearing on the reality show Below Deck. That was earlier this year. And uh, he apologized on Twitter. He was eating sushi off a nude model during an episode that aired last month. And uh, he said that he had poor judgment. He was on the TV show and he was with some friends and he should have exercised better judgment there. Below Deck airs on Bravo. The episode in which uh, Gilliam appeared titled Max and Dak's Excellent Adventure was originally broadcast uh, November 16th. 
This is not a reflection of my character or the way I was raised or a reflection of the culture of UNLV football. I'd like to humbly move past this and focus my time and energy on our game against the University of Hawaii this weekend. Could you imagine if they allowed fans in the stands for a game like this? You could probably have a field day (laughs) if you wanted to with certain signs or you might bring in a doll to uh, to the game there. But uh, he is uh, he's completed 60 percent of his passes for 600 yards and four touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, The uh, UNLV running Rebels are 0 and 5 heading into that showdown with Hawaii. Yes, Paulie. Where's the UNLV we grew up on? He apologized. And you, you go to UNLV so you can eat sushi off a model's stomach. That's why you go there. I think that's a lot like a, a minor. They have rebels in their name. They, 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 yes, they're they running do. rebels. Yes. They're supposed to kind of do some questionable things. Yeah. It's not the running gentleman. But at what point do you say this is a reality show below deck and there's cameras rolling, there's a nude model, and they're asking me to eat sushi off of her? Like, at what point do you, I mean, that's not like you made a bad decision throwing in double coverage. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's one of those that I really have to question his decision-making ability there. Yes, Tom. But why is that a character flaw or that moment in time is going to distract him into not being fully focused on a football game? If anything, maybe it may relax him more and he'll play better. Um, I don't know. Like, what got him in trouble? The fact that there was a nude model or that there was sushi? Oh, so the sushi makes him sound soft, soft, not like a tough football player is what you're saying. That's I, what he's apologizing. I, I'm not quite sure. I have not seen Below Deck. Uh-uh. It looks like it's a, a, a show with beautiful people, young people, and they work on a, uh, a yacht. Yes, we love it. I've seen Below Deck. There are no group of human beings who hate each other more than people who work on yachts. <laughs> it is the most unbelievable thing. They hate each other and rip each other constantly. Mm. Fun. Mm. You'll like it. Mm. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not that desperate yet, uh, but I'm getting close. You know, I'm running out of things to watch. Yes, Eden. I have two friends who worked in the uh, cruise industry, and they um, the stories that they tell basically make it sound like floating Sodom and Gomorrahs uh, behind the scenes. That's essentially what happens. <laughs> yeah, I could only imagine. <laughs> Below deck. Now, I don't. Th- this guy obviously, Max Gilliam, is not going to play in the NFL. And if you want to be a reality star, then embrace it. Like, okay, this is what I did, you know. And then I would work on below deck after I uh, after this season is over, which is going to be ending here in a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, I'm uh, I'm below deck. Yes, yes. And does yes, that embarrass the university or the football program? Why would that be? The, the school is in Las Vegas. And there's various reasons to go to UNLV, but I would think one of them being like, that might be fun to go to school in Vegas because whatever you do in Vegas stays in Vegas, even if it's broadcast on TV. Aren't they known for their hospitality uh, major there at, at UNLV? I mean, it, it, I mean, come on. It's not BYU. It's not Zach Wilson below deck. I mean, this is UNLV. Yeah, you couldn't do that for a mission. That can't be like no, your, your project no. when you go do that. <laughs> yes, McLovin. I heard that Mac Jones almost transferred to UNLV that because he wanted to get a, be- a better master's in sports hospitality. That is not true. Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, with us last hour. No, that wouldn't be the case. But, uh, yeah, I saw the headline and I go, you know, I got to click on this thing. Yes, Paul. In the old days, this would have been like page three story in sports for UNLV. <laughs> UNLV is so much bigger and better than this.
I mean, the 80s? Remember the, the, the hot tub parties? Oh, yeah. Let's go. You're hanging out with gangsters? Yeah. And uh, this, to me, all right. I wish I wish people could have been around. For people who weren't around during the 80s UNLV mm-hmm. run, the coolness of them, the you know meanness of them, the toughness of them, and that was a heck of a run. Yeah, early 90s. Yeah, early 90s, yep. Yep. But when you have a picture where all the guys are in a hot tub with, is it a bookie who's in there? Or is His it name a, was Richard Perry. He was a, a bookmaker, an odds maker, and he was accused of fixing sporting events. That's the guy you want to get a picture with. Yeah. I would think that that would be embarrassing. First of all, you're in a hot tub with a bunch of guys and you're in there with a bookie <laughs> or I'm eating sushi off a model somewhere in the uh, Caribbean. Seton? Yeah. I should have gone to UNLV. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also saw where Bob Dylan sold some of his music. I, I'm always curious how much, you know, when you when we hear of billionaires and you realize, like Mark Cuban has more money, is worth more money than Paul McCartney or Mick Jagger. Because I don't think they're billionaires. And remember when the, uh, Michael Jackson bought the Beatles music, their catalog for $400 million? And you think, wow. At the time, it seemed like a whole lot of money. And Paul even said to Michael Jackson, I believe, you should buy our catalog. It'd be a great investment. And then Michael did it. And then I think the Beatles wanted it back after that. But Bob Dylan sold his catalog for, what, a couple of hundred million dollars here? Yeah, Paulie? According to Rolling Stone, that means all future earnings off Bob Dylan's music will go to somebody else. Like if it's streamed, if it's in a movie, if it's in a commercial... Going forward in perpetuity, Bob Dylan gets no more. He could record new music, and he owns any new music he does. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to use his new music, but uh, he certainly had. But, like, I'm always curious what they use a song for. And, and you know, what what is the commercial, and then you're going to use one of these songs for it? That That's where it's always, uh, you know, kind of interesting. Yes, Todd? You mean, like, Depend Undergarments? And they're like, how does it feel? <laughs> you don't want That's not what it was made for, that song. <laughs> Can't have that. That's disrespectful. It's won, like, a Nobel Peace Prize or whatever award they gave him that he didn't show up for. You got you got any other ones there with Dylan's songs? I'm to work you, on that. You got one, McLovin? Well, yeah, uh, we were talking about a hard rate is going to fall for a wiper company. It's great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Rainex. Rainex is going to have Dylan. How much would it cost to use Dylan's song or just a portion of a song, a clip from a song? Ask Darius. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My boy, Darius Rucker. <laughs> he got dinged. Oh, the blowfish got dinged. Um, <laughs> we were in Vegas, and uh, they were getting ready to do a show, and then their manager, Rusty, says, hey, everybody – Come here into a, a hotel room. And uh, I was there, and then he said, oh, you can come in. You can hear this. And all of a sudden, he says, um, we owe Bob Dylan $200,000. And I, I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be good. They, they took a line or two from Tangled Up in Blue from Bob Dylan. And Bob's lawyer said, uh, that'll cost you two hundred k." We appreciate the yes, show. Uh, thank you. you can make that check payable to. And then Darius, you know, a couple of decades later, you know, records uh, what is Wagon Wheel written by Bob Dylan. And here he is making Bob Dylan even more money. But it cost him to cost Hooting the Blowfish $200,000 to uh, take a little snippet out of that with Bob Dylan. Yeah, McLevin. 
Do you think it's fair that like the great musicians of the seventies, do you get sad when their songs are in commercials? I don't know if Led Zeppelin is in car commercials, but it seems like a commercialization of a great rebellious rock movement. When you hear like, you know, like a Dylan song in a car ad, it's going to be depressing. Um, well, I got tired of Bob Seger's like a rock, but I didn't think I didn't look down upon Bob Seger because he sold that clip to whatever that was. Chevy or Ram or Ford, you know, like like a rock. But um, I mean, after a while, if, if you didn't cash in musically in a certain period of time, like after the 90s, it felt like musicians weren't cashing in on making money the way they once did, certainly with with records. And if you were able to make money, great. If you weren't and you want to sell it, great. It's yours. You own it. Um, and if they're comfortable with giving it to a truck company. Who am I? Oh, hey, you're ruining that song for me. Well, it's your song. Do whatever you want. Yeah, see. Right. Yeah, it's not your song. It's my song. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to make a living. So, sorry. And, and then Stevie Nicks, I think, just sold a portion of her music catalog for $100 million. And that's just a portion of her catalog. Yes, Paul. There's an episode of that great show, Mad Men, where the guys from the advertising agency go to a Rolling Stones concert, and they're trying to talk to the management of the Rolling Stones about using one of their songs in a car commercial. And the other people are like, that would never happen. A, a group would never do that. This is this is their their heart and soul. They'll never do that. And they, they go away, and they don't get it. But it's they're kind of poking fun, the Mad Men episode, like, this is going to be the future. But look what happened back then when we tried to do it with the Rolling Stones. I'm going to guess this audience is going to be all in on this. If you want to tweet or uh, email or dial us up. If you were thinking of uh, Bob Dylan songs that could be used, uh, Fritzy came up with if you have kidney stones and it's a kidney health medication like a Rolling Stone would be. Uh, that could fit. Yeah, it okay. would work. Yeah. You could do Weight Watchers and uh, Ballad of a Thin Man. Okay. <laughs> that would work. Um, yes, McLovin. How about Downey tangled up in blue? No, that's not good. That's no, not good. No, I don't think. Well, I mean, if you look, it depends on how badly you want to put the song in there. Yeah. Yeah, McClellan. I, I think we should fight against this. Like, like the times they are changing. These are counterculture songs against the man. Commercial songs are the man. Like the it's Timexes, like, they are a change. <laughs> yes. Like it's only totally yeah. washed out the meaning of everything Bob Dylan meant. 60 years yeah ago but if he's okay with it then we should be okay with it yeah like he's the one that sold it he's the one that actually yeah why like, like ahead, you're you're it. really serious about this mclovin yeah rock and roll music was supposed to be about giving it to the man you know woodstock you know and the vietnam war it may now not it's pay the like, bills for some of these musicians i mean not yeah, all but of it was them never about art was never about paying the bills until about the year 2000 when art and commerce got completely screwed up together there, I said it. Say that to an artist. Yeah, art was never about paying the bills. You should tell that to the artist. Hey, I'm dead serious. In the <laughs> 70s and the 80s, it was about the art. It wasn't about the money. I mean, like, honestly, this is the way America used to be. Yes, Todd. What are we going to do when they have Stevie Nicks stand back, ulcerative colitis? I have no time for you. I got to get on stage. Then it's going to be a very, very awkward thing. You don't like that one. Mm. Stand back. You ever see those commercials? Not today, Crohn's disease. I got to meet it. Put their hand down. <laughs> Stand back. Yes, Paulie. Hey, Mr. Tangerine Man. I, I don't want to make you upset, Andrew, but the Tangerine Foundation of America, they're, they're right there. They're poised. <laughs> well, you'd have to alter the lyrics. 
I do love that one uh, commercial though, where the the woman's got uh, and it might be colitis or something like that, and like she's in a band and she's the lead singer. Of oh a band, yeah, and the they band can't is, find like, her. Playing, looking around for her, like where's Janice? I can't. Hell, is she? They're starting oh, to break. The Humera band. Yep. Yeah. The the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. It's starting to throw stuff at us. Can we get her out of the bathroom for God's sake? Yeah. Oh, speaking of musicians, uh, the 40th anniversary, does that sound right? When uh, Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football announced the death of John Lennon, and this is how it sounded on ABC. I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Frank Gifford, the former football player, was the play-by-play voice of Monday Night Football, and he is saying to Howard Cosell, no, we have to do this. And Howard is thinking, maybe you have somebody from the news desk and you break into programming or you go to them with this special report. And Howard Cosell at the time was as big, if not bigger, than any other TV personality. And, you know, at the time, you know, there's no CNN. There's there's no 24-hour news And the fact that you had Howard Cosell delivering that news on Monday night. And I think Howard at the time during the commercial break was saying the game is too close. And Howard, I think, eventually realized the magnitude of John Lennon being shot, that this wasn't about a football game. This was about something larger than that. But Monday night football and the importance of Monday night football and Howard Cosell, that it didn't seem out of the ordinary at least for me, as I'm watching the game, that John Lennon had just been shot and that Howard Cosell was telling me that John Lennon had just been shot. But the fact that you had Frank Gifford saying, no, no, you have to do it. And I think Howard is saying with his news judgment, maybe we should have Peter Jennings or somebody else from the ABC News desk with with this, or if there was more information. At the time, there wasn't more information. And then... Once Monday night ended and then, you know, the news programs took over. But back then, you know, you didn't you didn't have that ability. If, if you had CNN, it was in the embryonic stages, I'm guessing. Uh, but, you know, it, you were still looking at ABC, NBC and CBS for your news back then. But that was 40 years ago tonight that uh, John Lennon was murdered outside of his uh, apartment building, the Dakota. And uh John Madden lived there. I, I don't know if John still has a place there, but, uh, you know, Yoko still lives there, but John Madden had a uh, place in the Dakota. And it's right off of uh, Central Park. And uh, as you go outside the Dakota, and beautiful apartment building, and uh, you go down into the park, and there's strawberry fields that uh, Yoko had set up. So right off the exit, uh, as you're coming out of the park, uh, there's the... Uh, the memorial, the tribute to uh, Strawberry Fields. Yeah, McLevin. Uh, Barbara Streisand lived next door to the Dakota, and I know that because I've been in her, her apartment. Jeez. I know. We. I don't know. It's still one of those bizarro stories when you told us, and I don't even know how you told us, because it's not like you, you don't drink, so it's not like you go, hey, 
You know, I never told you this story. <laughs> I don't know how that came up where all of a sudden you said, uh, my friend was house-sitting for Barbara Streisand. Right. And then he invited you over. I think it's because the friend is still a, an avid listener in L.A. and sends, shows, sends notes to the show all the time and uh, actually asked me to bring it up once. Uh, but you've never gone weird science and put bras on your head with your buddies and tried to do something? No. <laughs> Not in Barbara Streisand's apartment. Like, what, what leads you to go, you know what I'm thinking of doing? What are you thinking of doing? Well, I don't know. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't know. I'm thinking of putting Barbara Streisand's bra on my head. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yes, Eden. I don't know what led Andrew to that decision, but it was brilliant. It was absolutely genius, and I'm so happy that he did because it's an all-time great story. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. Nobody else has this story. Correct. I don't know, like, is, would anybody here not put Barbara Streisand's bra on their head given the opportunity? Ooh, I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. <laughs> question. <laughs> Seton clearly would. Mm. I mean, he would have been the third. We would have had to find a third bra. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> I just can't imagine what's going through your mind where of all the things that you could do in Barbara Streisand's apartment, you're thinking of putting a bra on your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. <sighs> and here's Seton and I were thinking, we're the only ones who have done really, really stupid things. But no, that one's up there. That one's a pretty good one. I think it's fantastic. Yes, Paul. I'm so proud of you, Andrew. <laughs> is it better or worse that Andrew doesn't have a picture of him doing it? Would it be better that he had it, or is it the mystery? Be I think the mystery. Just imagining, like, you know, Denver's airport has the, the cones. If you've ever flown in there, it's like, it, it, it looks like, you know, 25 of Madonna's bras, you know, they're just sticking up these cones. And I could just see that with McLovin. It looked like ears that he had with uh, Babs's uh, bra. Yes, Todd. And no fear of like, you know, leaving fingerprints or what if she's like obsessive compulsive and he didn't put it back in the exact spot that it was in. I don't know if she would have. <laughs> I don't know if she would have, you know, like CSI come in. Wait a and, second. Someone moved my bra dust, half an inch to the left. Just for prints here. Yes, Paulie. Like, like people like Barbara Streisand and Mariah Carey probably have so much money. They have a, a monthly bra sweep. Someone <laughs> comes in and sweeps the whole apartment, mm. checks for prints, checks for DNA. Well, everybody would have security cameras now. <laughs> but back then, you know, Babs didn't have a security camera. God, such a great story. I mean, you stole a hat out of Charles Barkley's hat, uh, you know, car yes. at a driving range. But that yes. doesn't even come close to this. That's really the two stories I got. And when I broke my glasses on the show, that's about the three things in the, uh, in the obituary for Andrew Perlow. But, he didn't, steal, but he, didn't, he didn't steal the bra. He put it back. Right? So he's not like a kleptomaniac. It was just the Barkley hat. Well, I don't know. I'm assuming he put it back no. in the drawer. No, I put it back. I didn't realize that she might be dusting for fingerprints. It never <laughs> dawned on me. Sorry about that. <laughs> right. Because when you get back from L.A., you got to check your bras, right? I don't know. I, I don't know, but it's, it's such a great story. All right, we'll take a break. We're going to check in with the Michigan Wolverines. Are the Wolverines playing this weekend? What's that team going to look like? And is Michigan ready to offer Jim Harbaugh a contract extension? We'll try to get answers coming up next, 23 after the hour, here on the Dan Patrick Show. 
New research from threat intelligence uh, firms reveal that cyber criminal groups are increasingly using ransomware, changing their tactics, techniques and procedures to widen the scope of their cyber attacks. It's really important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives. This holiday season, you could be missing certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information is being used uh, in their network, they're going to send you an alert. And you need to know this. LifeLock always wants me to mention this. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year. You go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com, promo code PATRICK. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Two, three, four. I knew this audience would step up. We were talking about Bob Dylan selling his music catalog for, I think, $300 million. Uh, we had somebody suggest maybe Lay Lady Lay for a sleep number mattress. We also had Forever Young for maybe a Cialis uh, commercial. Barry in <laughs> Long Island has a suggestion here before we get to Aaron McMahon. Hey, Barry. Good morning, fellas. Five nine uh, one ninety. Thank you. I have two. Gotta serve somebody for Applebee's. And uh, it ain't me, babe, for first response home pregnancy test. Oh, all right. I like that, Barry. Wow. That was kind of sneaky, that uh, second one there. Uh, Aaron McMahon he, uh, covers the Michigan Wolverines for the Ann Arbor News and MLive.com. And we got drama this week. At least it feels like that, Aaron. There's normally drama leading up to Ohio State in Michigan. And I got so many questions here. As of right now, is Michigan practicing? They are. Yeah, they started limited workouts on Monday. Uh, they're expected to do the same today. Um, but the, the chances of the game happening still, I, I'd say, 50-50 at this point. Why is that? Uh, a combination of things. I mean, Michigan was a banged-up team before they hit the COVID outbreak last week. Uh, and, then, and then they lost, they're expected to lose anywhere between 12 to 14 guys from coronavirus. And then it still remains unclear how many guys have been um, out because of contract contact tracing. So Michigan's a um, you know, they're a depleted t- roster at this point, depleted team. They may not have their starting quarterback, Cade McNamara, either Saturday. Uh, so there's, there's just a lot of uncertainty around this program at this point. Who would make the decision to play or not to play? Uh, Michigan said it's on their, their doctors. Uh, they've, ta- they've taken a pretty cautious approach to this whole thing uh, from, from the get-go. Um, you know, they've been following Big Ten protocols. Um, but it, it's unclear at this point, too, how many, how many positive players they've had. You know, we've got, we got a department-wide number on last week on Friday, but Michigan's football program hasn't specifically said. So we're, we're still unsure. Um, but Michigan has said it, they, they've left the decision in the hands of their doctors and medical personnel. Any word from Jim Harbaugh in the last 24 hours? 
No, he was expected to talk to us today at noon. Uh, that has since been canceled here in the last 10 minutes. Uh, so that's that's not good news if you're looking, if you're anticipating a game on Saturday, because we thought maybe that Michigan getting back in, into, into workouts on Monday was a step toward them playing. Uh, while, they're, while they are going to continue workouts today, uh, they're still going to remain limited. And what, my understanding is that that's just helmets and, and not pads. Separate fact from fiction, if you can, because there was a report over the weekend that maybe Harbaugh was looking towards the NFL. And then uh, I, I saw a report uh, that maybe uh, Michigan's looking at extending Jim Harbaugh's contract here. Where do we stand with the future of Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, the contract extension is no surprise. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, even before the season, told us that there were discussions between him and Michigan's athletic director, Warren Manuel, uh, about an extension. Uh, they were tabled, that he said, because of the coronavirus concerns and the athletic department's finances. Uh, so that's not a huge surprise. Um, but it certainly it, it's a different situation now. Now that Michigan's off to a two and four start, there's a lot of questions swirling. Two and six start, excuse me. A lot of questions swirling about his, his you know, his status and whatnot. Um, but it's 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 a it's an interesting pre- predicament here because I think at the end of the day, and I've said this before, Michigan I don't think is interested in firing Jim Harbaugh. Uh, you know, they, they, there's too much respect there. He's had he's had he provided stability to this Michigan football program, and I think they like that. Um, but, you know, in regards to success, I you know I think most folks would agree that Michigan uh, hasn't hasn't gotten them over the hump. They haven't reached the, the pinnacle of the Big Ten. They haven't gotten the playoff. And I think that that irks some folks. Uh, so it, it does sound like Michigan has extended a contract extension to Harbaugh. I would not be surprised if it's for fewer years and less money than he was making before. Um, but I, I don't think Michigan's ready to walk away from Jim just yet. Well, Michigan might not be willing. But what about that fan base? What about the boosters, the alumni? It's yeah, it's starting to grow. There, there has been some more, you know, criticism, especially the last few weeks, given Michigan's start to this season. Um, and and I wouldn't say that was the case as, as much before the season started. Um, you still had a you know, large faction of folks that were happy with Jim Harbaugh and the job he had done. Because you got to remember, I mean, Michigan's program has by and large been relatively clean. They've been, you know, the, the negative headlines have not been there. Um, the stability has been there. They've won enough games. Remember, Jim Harbaugh, you know, while he hasn't gotten Michigan to the Big Ten Championship, he's won about 70% of his games he's coached. Uh, so they win more than they lose. Um, so yeah, there is, there was a growing faction that, that liked him and still wanted him there. And I still, I still, I still believe that Michigan um, by and large, uh, is happy with the job he's done, but yeah, the fan base and, and the boosters are starting to grow, um, you know, frustrated. I think at the lack of, lack of results. If I said to the fan base, Michigan plays Ohio state or Michigan does not play Ohio state. What do you think the fan base would vote for? I'll go off based off my emails and what I've seen, I've gotten on social media. It, it seems like a majority of the fan base does not want to play Saturday's game because of the, the fear of what could happen. And when I say that, I mean them getting blown out to epic proportions and it's, it's not out of the, you know, the, the realm of possibility in the last few years, Michigan, who has a, arguably, you know, a better team than they have this year, uh, they, they struggled. Uh, and going in there this, 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 you know, this year, uh, perhaps with down their third string quarterback, uh, I don't think the expectations are, are for you know them to, to keep it close. So the fan base, I don't think, wants Saturday's game to happen. Uh, they're, they're ready for the season to theoretically to, to end, and then kind of. But I think there's clarity desired there too. They, they want to know what's going to go happen with Jim Harbaugh, whether he stays or whether he goes. Um, and I think that's what's made this this week so interesting. But also, you could ruin Ohio State's season in qualifying for the Big Ten unless it feels like the Big Ten is going to do whatever they can to crown. Ohio State, a Big Ten champ or, you know, whatever it is so they can, you know, 
qualify for the playoffs or whatever is going to be, you know, added to this. But could you see Michigan? Could could you see Michigan opting to do that, where we don't play them, therefore we can't get blown out, and we could do some damage to Ohio State in the Big Ten race? I, I think the first two things are valid. I, I don't know if there's an inkling behind the scenes, at least within the program, to you know, quote unquote, destroy Ohio State season. Uh, I, I don't from note from you know dealing with Jim Harbaugh the last couple of years and the way he operates. I, I don't think that's the case. I think I think generally, if you ask Jim Harbaugh, I think he'd want to play this game. Uh, he'd prefer to. Um, I know there's a desire to practice, you know, uh, last late last week and even play last weekend's game. Uh, but Michigan's medical doctors thought it thought otherwise. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to address that just because, yes, there, I think there's a segment of the fan base that would like that just because they haven't been able to beat them the last couple of years. Um, but I, I think to, to say that, you know, the, the folks inside the program necessarily want to destroy Ohio State's season, I think it would be inaccurate. And like you said, I think the Big Ten is ready to step in and, and make sure that, you know, Ohio State does play a sixth game or amends the rules entirely and lets them into the Big Ten title game next week, you know, having only played five games. Man, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. And I don't believe for a second Jim Harbaugh doesn't want to play this game. Uh, he might deep down know that this could really, you know, it, this could be really embarrassing. But, I, you know, the competitor is I've known Harbaugh 30 years. I just can't imagine. And his dad, I can't imagine that he would go, you know what, let's take the easy way out and not play. That doesn't mean they might not play this game due to COVID, but I don't think for a second that Harbaugh would allow that. Uh, should be a next uh, interesting next couple of days there for you, Aaron. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks, Dan. That's uh, Aaron McMahon, a Michigan football beat writer for the Ann Arbor News and MLive.com. As my Big Ten source told me this morning, if you're Michigan, you got to basically get off the stool and get out of your corner and go into the middle of the ring and, and go at Ohio State. No matter what it looks like, you got to go in the ring. You got to fight. This is Michigan and Ohio State. There's no other team. If Michigan State did this, Wisconsin did this, Illinois, Purdue, it wouldn't matter. It's Michigan. Yeah, Paul. If Ohio State does not get to play this weekend and they can play this weekend, do you think the Big Ten will and should alter their eligibility for the Big Ten title game? I think they will. I do. Um, should they? Hmm. I think given what has happened this year and, you know, it's not Ohio State's problem or fault that you had two games that couldn't be played because of your opposition. Um, So because of that, I understand where you might want to manipulate the guidelines here or requirements here. I don't know if anybody would have a real problem if Ohio State was the Big Ten champ. I mean, I would I would be surprised if they would. They, They might say, hey, we we deserve a shot more than they do. And, you know, maybe there's one or two teams that can make that claim here. But Ohio State, Big Ten, they're thinking bigger picture. And that is playing for a championship, a national championship. Phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. We had a listener ask last hour, you know, with no home field advantage, no fans in there. Uh, our false start penalties, where do, where do we stand with that? Last season, there were almost 2,500 false start penalties. This year, the league is on pace for 2,200, a decrease of about 11%. Does that sound right, that there's that many false start penalties? 
2,474 false start penalties? McLovin. That does not. It sounds like a ton. Wait, you, I got to check with Ethan here. How many games are there? 256 or something like that? How many How many total games do you have in the NFL season? Wow. Right, regular season. That, that's way above the Danette's pay grade. You yeah. promise no math. Mm. No math. 2,474 false start penalties last season? How many is that average a game? A whole bunch. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Back to you. Yes, McLovin. Many. Yeah. Thank I you. I feel like Aaron Rodgers gets like six a game. And, uh, or no, no. It's Aaron Rodgers gets a defense to jump. So I know, but how many, how many regular season games are played? So you have 32 teams who play 16 times games. 16. So, so it's 16 times 16. No, because they have to play each other. Hmm. Huh. Are there are there five hundred games? How many games are there? Until somebody gets it. <laughs> Todd, I'm I'm looking at uh, last year's stats on false starts just to see if these. No, numbers... I want to know how many games there are. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> okay, All right, there are five hundred and twelve games divided, but you have to divide that by two, right? So two hundred six. Yes, yeah, so that's a... two hundred six. Let me yell it. Two fifty six. Two fifty six. You said five to, oh, I thought, oh, all right. Wait, what are we figuring out? Never mind. Never mind. I, 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 I was trying to figure out, I thought there was 256. And then, so there's 2,400 false start penalties last year. That, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm? (laughs) Maybe Ethan just made it up to mess with us. That's about nine a game, according to my math. Yeah, that, Is that possible? Yes, Todd. I don't know if this helps, but I'm going to throw it out there. For 2019, there was an average of 18.09 false start penalties per team league-wide. That gives any perspective on it. For a season? For, for the 2019 season, that's what I'm looking at. An average of 18 false start penalties per team league-wide. 2019 NFL stuff. Yeah, there, there can't be 2,400 false start penalties. I'm guessing. Yes, Eaton. You think Ethan and uh, the Bazman are just like, ah, we'll just throw anything out there. Watch. <laughs> they believe anything we say. Watch this. Watch. They believe anything we write. Watch this. Watch. watch. I'm going to send it. Watch. 7,000 holding calls. Who's, the first half whose of the dog is barking? Uh, those are my dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, uh, I got squirrels in my attic and uh, got a dude coming to take a look at them and he just stopped by. So my dogs don't really like when people come here. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. No more math. No more math for the final 20 minutes of the show. I readily admit I am terrible in math. I figured the back row, you guys would at least step up. We let you down there. Yes, you did. Uh, Take a break. Last call for phone calls right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, 
a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, I just heard from Ethan. He was saying that those false start penalties were yards. It's down 11%. Last year, 512 total false starts. This year on pace for 451. So, that was uh, clarified by Ethan to save his job. Right, so I'm curious about that, that, what we were missing there. Uh, Jesse in Los Angeles. Hey, Jesse. Hey, good morning, DP. Thanks for taking my call. What do you have for I had to co- I had to comment on the UNLV quarterback sushi incident. Firstly, you're at UNLV for a reason. This is what going out of school is all about. And second, 
the stupidity of it isn't the act itself. It's doing it on television. I'll tell you a story. A couple of years ago, I was at a bachelor party. Two gorgeous models walk in our suite. Sushi chef is in tow. They disrobe. My mind is blown. The models lay on the counters. The sushi chef prepares the food, and we dine. And guess where we were? Las Vegas. He could have done this in his own town at the Cosmo. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Yeah, the fact that you're doing it on camera, and, and like you're a quarterback, I want you to have good judgment. Uh, can you imagine if the coach says, uh, we're going to bench uh, you know, our quarterback after what happened on Below Deck where he was eating sushi off of a uh, nude model? Uh, that's the reason why we're going to bench him. Not because of his play, but because of that. Uh, we also have some people have offered up uh, Bob Dylan songs to be used in commercials. We did have somebody saying Jim Harbaugh's contract situation. You could use the song Tangled Up in Blue by uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, Blowing in the Windex for <laughs> Windex commercial. <laughs> yeah, Bob sold, what's it, $300 million that he sold his catalog for? It seems like it's worth more. I don't know. Dylan's been doing this for, what, 60 years? But uh, I think $300 million is what he got. Stevie Nicks sold hers for 100, or at least a portion of her for $100 million. Yes, Seton. That's like when one of those uh, insurance companies is going to do the overly dramatic, like, when you need shelter from the storm, that's why. <laughs> We're here. And then you play the Bob Dylan song? That's what's playing underneath. Mm, yeah. mm. I didn't realize this, but uh, Mike Tyson's return to boxing against Roy Jones Jr. generated more than $80 million in revenue. I don't know how much Tyson was responsible for that, but 1.6 million people paid $49 a piece uh, according to Tyson's Legends Only League, um, 1.7 million pay-per-views ranks the fight among the top 10 combat sports events. But I haven't seen what Tyson generated there. How much did Mike earn for this? Because I don't know if they capped it and said he's... I, I mean, as much as they were hyping this, I'm assuming that Mike was getting a percentage of this. That's... $80 million there. Isn't that crazy, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yes, Paulie. I know Tyson is old and it, it seems unrealistic, but some promoter is going to ask him to come back and fight for real and say, look at the money for a real fight, and it's going to be hard to pass up. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a real fight, but I think that he's going to get Evander Holyfield. I think that's going to happen. And uh, I, I don't know if you take a trip down memory lane. I don't know how many of these fights that you'll actually want to see if it's not an actual fight, that it's an exhibition. Yes, McLovin. I see in the story he earned $10 million reportedly out of the 80. Okay, good. And and now it feels like everybody's lining up to fight this. Is it Logan Paul? Is he the, uh, the social media influencer? Everybody wants to fight him. Men and women want to fight this guy. And then he's going to fight... Conor McGregor, at least he hopes to fight Conor McGregor. Now Floyd Mayweather wants to do an exhibition with this guy. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't buy it, but that didn't stop 1.6 million people from uh, from buying it. This day in sports history, Paul. Uh, your boy, Perlov, Ron Hextall, 1987 of the Flyers, became the first goaltender in NHL history to shoot and score a goal. It was empty net, but he still gets credit for it. 1863, Dan, speaking of boxing, Tom King of England defeated American John Heenan to become the first world heavyweight boxing champion. How many, how many rounds did they fight back then? Checking. 
I thought in the early days they just kept letting them fight for 30, 40 rounds until someone got knocked out, that there was no rounds. Just whoever, like, survived or something. Ron Hextall, number 27, McLevin? I believe so. And I think he's the GM or the coach now. Yeah. He was a tough guy. He tough, tough. Thing. Billy Smith. Billy Smith was a tough guy. Like, when, when goalies became a little bit more overt with, you know, making sure if you came into their crease, came into their area, their, their goal mount, they were going to smack you. They were going to hit you on the back of your, uh, your leg. Your Achilles is uh, usually what they would be going for there. Different type of uh, goalie back then. Yeah, Paulie. That first heavyweight championship fight was bare-knuckled and went 25 rounds. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. All right, uh, final results of the poll question, McLevin. Uh, who do you want to start with, quarterback under 25? Josh Allen, one. Joe Burrow, two. Anybody have Dallas tonight? Straight up. Anybody? Todd does? I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to shock. Not shock the world. I don't think it's a big upset, but Dallas will win that one. Okay, and if they don't, Todd gets a pie to the face Great. tomorrow. Uh, what did you learn today, Todd? Uh, Alabama QB Mac Jones really enjoys how Florida QB Kyle Trask plays the position, has reached out to tell him so. Yeah, not exactly bulletin board material. McLevin. Uh, the halo around Ethan may be a little less bright today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Seton O'Connor. It's really difficult to throw to open receivers. According to Mac Jones. Paulie, what'd you learn? I just learned Todd's getting hit with a pie tomorrow. Yes, he is. If Dallas loses. Cowboys, they're taking it. Todd, what did I... uh, Aaron McMahon of the Ann Arbor News doesn't believe Michigan is looking to fire Jim Harbaugh. Built Bar, simply the best tasting protein bar around. I had one earlier. Love all 18 flavors. Mint brownie, coconut almond, pumpkin chocolate chip cookie. Protein bars. You'll believe me when you taste it. Go to BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code DP for 20% off. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all around support. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, but wait, there's one more item, and it's ZipRecruiter 2020 has changed the world of sports. It's probably changed your business as well when you think about, how do I hire somebody? If you have a position and you're trying to get somebody, ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Try it for free right now, ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds the most qualified ones for your job and then actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the very first day. ZipRecruiter is a hiring game changer. That's why you need to try it for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. You want to find that person, the right person, and during these times, it is so difficult to do, but ZipRecruiter is going to make it a whole lot easier for you so you can get back to running your business. Don't miss out on your chance. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. ZipRecruiter is the smart way to hire the superbly versatile all-electric eqb from mercedes-benz it's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven the vehicle is all electric the feeling is all mercedes learn more at mbusa.com eqb at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. 
and Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 